Because right. I can chop so, this. Recording now. And playing on three. One, two, and three. I wasn't going to do this one. But okay. I decided I, I, I need to. New music. These are the confessions of a band geek. Time to get personal. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. Uh, these are the confessions of a band geek. Reminiscing, thinking how I got to where I'm at. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kind of sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me, me. If I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Fifth grade, I remember it like yesterday. I saw the band and decided I wanted to play. I tried the trombone and the sax, but that wasn't fun. I always had rhythm, so I wanted to play the drums. But ain't nothing happening, I guess it was too late. I decided I ain't want to play them anyway. Then the director told you can lie. Then the director told me give the coronet a try. Handed it to me and told me to try to make a sound. Watching the hands to make sure I had the form down. Couple people staring, so I'm not trying to look stupid now. Played it so loud, I had everyone looking around. From that moment, I decided it was all. Fifth and sixth grade passed, I was still going strong. Seventh grade, my folks were glad I was serious about something. Moms took me up to Saddlers and bought me my own trumpet. <laughs> For real. Before I even learned how to rap Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week Uh, 8th grade at Waldo, everything switched That's when I met Mr. Conrad and Mr. Tripp New beginnings, never seen nothing like this Private school to public school, I had to get a grip. Met a gang of homies that I loved like my brothers. Straight clowning up in class, couldn't tell us nothing. Walked to school every day with Louis Sotero. Was taken way too soon, we'll see you again though. Freshman year at East High, man it flew by. Still all up in my shell, I was super shy. Was cool with all the jocks cause my brother hooped. My cousins Trees and Ann had me plugged with all the ladies too. Sophomore year, it felt like heavy pep band Playing in the stands, drunk off 211 At the games, me and Vernon used to wild out And all my fellow band geeks know what I'm talking about Straight up <laughs> Before I even learned how to rap These are the confessions of a band geek Music molded me and made me, me If I could, I'd probably do things differently I used to only take my horn home once a week. The year was when I started skipping class. My mom had found out I guarantee she kicked me. Did football one year and also did track. I threw the shot put in the disc, but really I was whacked. Playing the trumpet was the only thing I stuck with. And that was only because my moms wouldn't let me quit. Hardly took my horn home, being lazy, I was good, and that's what drove Mr. Kaiser's shot crazy. Can't forget the day he told me he was disappointed, said I could have done something with the music if I wanted. The Walt Disney Parade marching, that's where my vision to be, and the artist really got started. But everything I know now, I wish I knew it then, I would have realized this music is my calling. So all the shorties coming up, remember no matter what, time is precious, don't waste it, no stalling, go all in. Throat back before I even learned how to rap. Tell my story kinda sorta like my diary. These are the confessions of a band geek. Music molded me and made me, me. And if I could, I'd probably do things differently. I used to only take my horn home once a week. These are the confessions of a band geek. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 o'clock a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, it's a Gemini Monday. That's definitely what it is. Um, so I, I know what you're thinking. No, it's a Libra Monday. It's a Sagittarius. Taurus. I said Gemini. Oh, Taurus, yeah. I said Gemini. Uh, but that's going to come up in June. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We have a great guest today. Uh, we have a speech pathologist. Yes. And we have Miss Illinois International. Yes. And that trail of great superlatives could only lead to one person, Mariela Nevadas. Not advised. There we go. Oh, okay. Perfect. There we go. You yeah. said it. Amazing. Did it better. Second time around. I got it. How are you? Absolutely. Uh, good to see you. As we talked about before the microphone came on, I have seen your work in different areas, and we'll also talk about the uh, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention, um, the work that you have been doing, and all that kind of stuff. But for the folks who don't know you, and without me telling it, talk a little bit about yourself, say who you are, and let's talk about Miss Illinois International. Wonderful. So I'm actually from the border, so I'm from um, El Paso, Texas, Ciudad uh, Juarez, okay. Chihuahua, where the dogs come from, but not really. Okay. <laughs> I've learned they're like, nope. Got no. that out the way, yeah. <laughs> But I've been uh, lucky to be in Illinois for the past eight years, since 2014. My son actually come, came to play for Chicago Fire okay. at the academy team. So we've been Chicagoans ever since. And um, he was, uh, and it paid out because now he's going to the University of Indiana with a scholarship. So it was amazing. As a single mom, that always helps. All right. What's your son's name? <laughs> Seth. Seth. Good morning to you, Seth. Hopefully he's up and not in the bed. Know, Mom, right? I'm still sleeping. He's at school. Okay, good. <laughs> um, good morning to all of our friends. And I want to say a good morning to our mutual friend uh, right now, Mr. Eddie Torres. Yes. Great guy. Um, and you guys have a lot of work going on. And our also, I want to give a shout out to our brother from another mother, Bob Lockwood as well. Yes. Uh, dear friend yes. of ours. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. <laughs> um, so we've got some news to talk about, but also um, this is a big week. It's Monica's last week uh, as an intern on Good Morning Aurora. So, uh, you know, that's why I said it now. Right. And I don't want to deal with it no more later on. You know, know. we're just going to get that out there. Ah. Cry, right. You yeah, hit the womp womp. Can we I get... just met her and I loved her and then she leaving <laughs> us. No. <laughs> um, Leo Zarco, good morning. Maria Chirito, good morning. Norma Peterson, Isa Saxon, and uh, all of you guys. Norma Peterson, good morning. So, um... Take me. Let's 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 talk about Miss Illinois International. Okay, yes. when were you crowned? How did that come about? So I never thought myself as a pageant queen or even pursuing pageantry. I never really knew what it was because I've always um, done community service. I was a big Rotarian, so my parents were district governors of Rotary International, and we a were Rotarian just, as well. That's oh, right. Oh my gosh! I just oh, I grew up like in Rotary, and mm -hmm. so we would just we would build schools in the colonias in Mexico, houses. I would teach English to the kids uh, in the weekend. So we would just serve, 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 right. serve. And I didn't get a crown for that. So um, that to me was just, you know, you have a, a serving card, you give back to the community, and that you just get so much more and making a difference. So when I moved to Illinois, the first Ms. Illinois, because this is an interesting category, it's, um, it's, it's those mother or single mothers, mm -hmm. women who are divorced, um, also uh, widowed women or women who have a woman partner. Right. So what happened to those women that didn't fit in those categories? So the Ms. Right. Uh, category came about. And I'm so proud of it because I've never really fitted into any mold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm always breaking molds. So I, I'm just really proud of this because there's still women that, like, let's just say they want a kid and they don't want to be married. Or, right. you know, they, have, they get a divorce. Like, there's just life circumstances that, and there is no place for them to still continue to, to make a change and make a Absolutely. difference. Absolutely. So um, the first Miss Illinois um, contacted me, and she's like, Mariela, you, you do so much on your social media, because I'm always talking about the things that nobody wants to talk about, and be, but, but about being positive and inspiring other women, especially women. I'm just very, I want to, like, as a sisterhood, just bring um, bring ourselves up, like, together. Because sometimes, like, as women, you know, we sometimes it's, it's tough, it's rough, so I, I want to be out there for, like, other women, you know, you can do this, you know, things like that. So she's like, you're already doing this, but I'm like, I don't need a crown to do that, you know, I'm, right. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. But, so the director of the pageant system called me, and I was like, oh my God. And so I, I didn't know what to say, and then I really liked her, though. I was mm -hmm. just, she was amazing in her story, and I was like, okay, well, maybe I've kind of been doing pageantry, not even knowing, you know? And, right. Because she's like, you're, you're already doing it, you just, you just would have a bigger platform. So I did. I participated February 2021, which 
I didn't win and I got first runner up and there I feel like there's a reason why all these things happen a few months later I lost my nephew through suicide and so um that was the turning point um for all our family and for me personally because I had a suicide attempt in 2015 and nobody had known aside from my family and this just hit me in a different way and after mourning and all of that um you know, I started to shift to mental health and to suicide and um, because I knew what it had been to right. have been in that darkest moment where you think that's the only solution, that's right. the only way out. And it wasn't. I was in a toxic relationship. So, you know, sometimes and there's just different situations why people decide to do what I did to have an attempt. But for both me and my nephew, it was we were both in toxic relationships. And so I, I was broken down to the point where I was just like, I don't want to be here despite having three beautiful, amazing kids. And I took pills and I just, I was like, I, I wish never to wake up. And right. I did. And that was just like grace, saving grace from God because that's all I could say. And and I knew that there, I had a mission. And when his death came, I just knew that I had to do more. I'm like, how can this happen two in one family? You know, like right. this is something we, we don't talk about because it was taboos, it was secret. Nobody wants to talk about mental health. Even if there is issues, like he did have... Um, bipolar uh, you know disorder he had mental health uh, but nobody knew right and that's what i'm saying why are we hiding these things like we need to make it normal and and just be like hey, it's okay like i'm seeing a, a psychologist i'm seeing a counselor like we're just trying to just like our bodies we take care of our bodies we have to take care of our minds and our souls like you know right. it's just it's, it's a holistic thing so then it brought me back to the pageant she's like marila just come you know i know you're you're healing you know she helped me out with the whole process and i'm like I'm just going to go. And if I don't win, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to go out there to say my story. I'm going to do this for Alan. And so... And Alan? I, Alan. Alan? Okay. Yes. 27 years old. Alan Reichman. Um, and so I go out there and not really, you know, I, of course I'm crying through my speech, even though I had practiced it a hundred times. Right. But it it was just our story. And I, and I realized in that moment when I shared my story, something in the room just changed. Like, I felt like other people embracing excitement, And I felt like other people had been there. So I had fans instantly, like I had claps and it was so sweet and I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, at the end of the pageant, but I just felt free because like the truth is liberating. Like it just, I was like, you know what, no matter what happens, this is my truth. And I wanted to be able to open that up for others and connect with others who are struggling. And that's really just the first step. And then of course I won the, the crown and right. uh, now my work is, uh, that, that is my platform. So I'm trying to reach out to those who are struggling and know that you're not alone. Now, is this um, is this something that is cultural? Would you say? I mean, the 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 tab the taboo and the stigma. Oh yes. Okay. Especially for Latin American cultures, and a lot of I want to say minority cultures, like oh everything's fine, and and, and all these secrets things we we don't want to talk about. Even like when he, his passing, we're like, what do we tell people? The truth. We're not gonna lie that he got into some car. No, we're gonna honor. Because that's his life. Like, we're going to not change one bit of anything because that is the truth. Yeah, I asked the cultural question because, like, in the African-American community, is the same way. Yes. And I think that the problem, the reason why it's so entrenched and it's so hard to, you know, to break the cycle is because generation after generation after generation, after generation you know, we're people who, like, our grandmas and abuelitas and all those, yes. they set the tone for the family. Exactly. Right? And that's what we kind of... If, if they don't like it, we're not going to like it. Exactly. If it's taboo to them, it's taboo to us. And that, you know, that's the... that's the. I agree 100%. So we've had to heal generational patterns, I, I call them, because it's like these instilled programs that we have as families that they're not really good, you know, and we're just carrying them over. And then because they were instilled like grandma, great grandma. So, right. So now we're we've changed as a family in a human humongous way, and I love it because we are more open and vulnerable and truthful. And you know we've had Zoom calls because you know we're, I'm the only one in Illinois, but we still have like we okay. still have had like you know they're like my whole family is on the border, you know, and I'm the only one here, and we do these Zoom things. And now we're crying and opening up, and and before it was like oh everything's great, and I'm like no I lost my job or you know right. actually I resigned, you know I would just right, yeah. things or like it's hard being a single mom, you know like. We're open up to be to, and they're like, and before we we never used to be this way. Yeah. So I feel like I mean, unfortunately, it takes something tragic. Why you know to for us to to change the, our ways, but it's it's okay. It's changed nonetheless. And I feel like even Alan on the other side is healing us and helping us to become better people. And 
be our hardest versions and just be living our truth and unapolog- unapologetically ourselves because right. that was him. He was just a very unique person, like always so lovable. Like he would tell you a hundred times, "Te amo, I love you," even to a man, and hug you. And people are like, especially in the in the Hispanic culture, like, right. why is the guy hugging me so much? Right. But that's how he was, and he and his he was born Valentine Valentine's Day. And we were, I'm like, we should have called him Valentino because he was just a lovable guy. But that's how he was. And he just didn't care. He was like, are you have problems with right. me hugging you? Well, that's, you know. But no, that's how he was. And I feel like that's what we've all taken. I'm like, let's just be us, whoever we are, whatever, with our gifts, with our, you know, strengths and weaknesses, and just be us and just live truthfully. What did it feel like getting that crown? Oh, my gosh. It was it was amazing, especially um, having my kids there. And my youngest kid, my Siler, was crying. Like that had to be like, that had to be powerful. It, they were so proud of me, and I've just taught them to just believe in your dreams and just to challenge yourself. Like right. I never thought at my, my age I would be, you know, Miss Illinois doing these things. But I'm just like, let's just rewrite history. Let's make our own own book and our, our own chapters. And some are beautiful and some are difficult, but it just makes us who we are. And we're, if and more than anything, we're just chasing what we feel passion for and what is in our hearts. Absolutely. And if you do that. Everything else just aligns. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. It gets tough though. Oh yes. People not. <laughs> people give up, right? I know. As soon as the as soon as the boat starts rocking, that's when they're like, okay, maybe I don't want to be a pastry chef. Oh, maybe I don't want to no. go to college. Oh no, right? Don't stop, guys. Like I was getting my master's while I was having kids, and I was this pregnant lady walking uh, these campuses, and I was older, and then these young kids are looking at me like. Why is this lady here? You know, but I didn't care. I was like, no, I'm gonna. I always just wanted to finish and get a high degree and getting my master's. So I had moments where I was like, that's it. I, I I'm gonna give up. And because I I had one, my kid was sick or you know whatever. I didn't sleep and it was just. I had those thoughts so many times, but I was like, no, I can't. And I tell people like, if you love something, if you you dream it, literally, it will be yours. You just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. Like, look at Michael Jordan. Look at all these wonderful people that have failed many times to get to that. Michael Jordan especially. Oh, my gosh, I love him. I mean, him. could you imagine <laughs> if Michael Jordan let that coach, right? Exactly. You'll never make it, kid. See, exactly. Never say, and that's me too. Like, if somebody tells me you never make it, I'm like, mm, just watch. Right, right. <laughs> I'll and be I'm back. A, yeah, and I'm a published author too, so that was another of my, my passions mm-hmm. of writing because they're like, well, nobody makes money. I'm like, I don't care. Like, you just have to do what you love and then hopefully it just it transcends and, and you know, and right. it happens and it, it does. So Expression just, is worth, well, yes. what you haven't, that's worth more than money. <sighs> yes. That's your legacy. Like having an life. untold story is not. There's no amount of money mm-hmm. that can salve no. you not getting. Salve is the word of the day. Like Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, there's no. You know. So you gotta get it out. And the and the best writers or people who come on to be the best writers, the kind of people that we revere as great writers, they didn't do it because they were trying to get no. rich. Oh no. Mark Twain was one of the poorest humans that ever lived. Yes. He wasn't writing to be, oh, in 100 years, I'm going to be in the Guinness Book of World. That's not the point. Exactly. Yep. I agree. So my book series is called The Star uh, the Initiation. And the reason I wrote it was for my daughter because this little girl, Sienna, she was young. She didn't fit in. And mm-hmm. that was me. Like, I was just felt like someone dropped me from a planet. And here I am on Earth, and I'm like, I don't fit in anywhere. I just That's just how I felt. And so... She was the same way, and I'm like, oh, gosh, it's the story repeating. So I didn't want her to make the same mistakes, like, trying to be, like, the next person. I'm like, no, you're going to be you. And, of course, it's, like, a, it's like very sci-fi. It's really about just discovering your own inner gifts, your powers, because we all have them. And it's really embracing who you are and breaking the mold and not wanting to be, like, everybody else. Right. And so I wrote this as a main character, and I and because I have three kids and two boys, one girl, um, it had to be the girl, the main character, because... Because part of her and her kind of intertwined as as I was writing this because I was going, th- I had experienced th- through these experiences as she was going through mm-hmm. at only at like six years old. So I didn't know how she was going to be at 16 or, you know, as an adult. Right. So it was kind of like this character just kind of interweaved with her and myself. However, it is, I feel like it's just like the hero's journey, like about struggles and figure out who you are and really just listening to your heart and soul. That's kind of the, the, the gist of the, the book series. And of course, there's aliens and love and... You know. Aliens in love. And, and What's in- the name of the book? Hold on. Starseed, <laughs> Starseed, the initiation. <laughs> and there's there's wormhole travel and all of that good stuff. Quantum physics, energy, spirituality, all of that. Just- I like that. <laughs> I like that the uh, a Latina is in, interested in 
sci-fi oh and all that goodness. kind of stuff. I'm yeah. like a, a quantum physics junkie. Like I'm I'm a nerd. I know people mm-hmm. are like it's like a hundred lady uh, you're a hundred year old lady stuck in a forty two year old body. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's that's what it's an old soul. Yeah, there we go. Um totally. so what does it take now to be your to to get to the the level of competing on the pad what so prepping, I guess. Yes. What was that okay, like? so it was, um, and this is the first time I didn't really prep because I was still mourning. So, because there's different categories. You obviously have to have, like, public speaking mm-hmm. because you do have to get up on the stage and speak your platform also, like, one-on-one so right. you get judged. There's a fitness category. Mm-hmm. There is, of course, the dress, which I didn't even You, have. you weren't even tripping on that. You know, no, I got this. No, you know what? I, I chose the wrong color. Apparently, white is what wins. And I, I chose fuchsia, you guys. Like, Mexican oh. color. Like, yeah, I'm dressed. Like, <laughs> super bright. Like, I, I went with the Marilyn Monroe, like, uh, vibe like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that, yeah, that color. Right. But um, I didn't win the, the, the dress. That was, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have. But it, I just learned through the process, like, because I hadn't, like I said, been in this pageant pageantry and there's all these rules and the walking mm-hmm. my mom put me in etiquette school when i was in middle school i never okay. knew why did like what am i ever going to use this for mom uh the walk when i was pregnant they're like how did you i'm like yeah my mom sent me to etiquette school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i so now my mom laughs She's like you see you never know we're going to need these things i'm right. like yeah i guess so <laughs> um so now let's talk the well what uh, let me see here oh it's eight eighteen a.m the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Now, yes. what year did that start? So they've been um, around for like, oh my goodness, like 60 years, I want to say. Okay. Uh, they're an amazing organization, and they they start to be research-based. And it's really the mission is to help, um, well, pretty much save lives and bring hope to those who have lost a loved one right. through suicide. But what I love about them is that they've invested a lot, all of their donations and things like that is for research. So they've created these wonderful materials, programs, all ages, little kids, teenagers, adults, like for college, like very specific, uh, like another program they have is Talking Save Lives, all these different programs to reduce and prevent, and they are effective. So this is why they're they're very important. And so as Miss Illinois, I've partnered with them. So we're able to um, present them in schools or organizations. Like I was just on the border and I, uh, I was in on different media outlets, mm-hmm. uh, newspaper, TV shows, and things like that. And I had a lot of people contact me because they, they, they don't have the resources. And we do right. have material in Spanish, which is great. We have and other languages. However, the, the videos are still in development for, for like, Spanish. But I, okay. I, mean, I told them, I will work with you guys because I understand, like, sometimes receiving material in your own language is, is huge. And they are, really are doing a great job to getting, getting it in as many languages as possible. Right. But um, but at least these th- there these resources are available and they're free and you know I it's it's fifteen minutes twenty minutes but it's you know can be put in you know on the TV you know in a classroom like you know just in a centralized uh, um, location um, and but I feel like schools is huge because um, all kids go there and it doesn't matter oh, yeah. where you know their love you know rather than you know I, I feel like that's a great place to start so I do have um, an event coming up with uh, Oswego school districts um, okay. so to, to be able to present these and 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 that way at least kids know and they can identify because like I said there's been so many stories that after watching these videos they've sought help and mm-hmm. and then the rest of history so uh, if all this like I said if, if it saves one life it's worth it because life is so precious and fragile and then when we don't know if a loved one or young people like they're going through these things, how are we going to help them? Especially when you're in that dark, you you feel like you're alone and you don't want to tell anybody. Yeah. And this actually happened to my own daughter. I, I I'll be honest. Uh, with this, uh, my nephew's passing, uh, she hadn't healed and she was 16 and she got to the point where she was depressed. She didn't want to do anything. She was in her room. She was cutting. Mm-hmm. She was writing goodbye letters. And luckily, the school noticed some patterns. They kept talking to her, and they called us, and, and they're like, she's high risk for suicide. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So we ended up putting her in uh, a mental health uh, outpatient institute, institution. So it was an outpatient where you kind of, like, drop her off. She didn't go to school. I just focused on her mental health at that time. And I know I, a lot of parents might not have that, but I, I urge parents, like, if they can. Because I know we're like, oh, they have soccer in school, and... What, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Who cares what's going to happen? You just want 
to address your child, you know, and I've seen such beautiful transformation from her. She's just like a stronger individual um, yeah. after this whole thing, and she's healed in ways that we could have never done it. And luckily, not wanting to find out if she was going to try something, you know, because it does. We we think it's not going to happen, and it does. We always think it won't happen to me. Exactly, it's not going to happen to my family. That's that oh, family. Yeah, I exactly. thought I thought the same thing. Uh, I told you my parents divorced when I was real young. Yeah. I thought the same thing. You know, that that's something that happens to other families. Exactly. And I was in Catholic school at the time, so that was a very, you know, it was the most, it was the biggest bomb that dropped. But I, I remember, you know, and, and what I like about this, so I, what I like about what you do, this organization, other organizations, is because I feel like nowadays the services have gotten better and more abundant. Yes. I didn't like life when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. but... um I projected rather than like sitting with it. You know, I just did un- you know harmful things. Mm-hmm. And when I think about it, the the outlets were few and far between to receive that help. Exactly. I mean, we shared about you know the eras that we grew up in and everything like that, and it was only an eight hundred number. Yeah. On the TV, it was Dare. Yeah. McGruff the Crime Dog. <laughs> Right. Remember that. <laughs> or or a miscellaneous city government office hours of eight to five with people who exactly. don't care. Yeah. You know, there weren't any other things to help you. And um, so it makes me sad how many people or young people who may have slipped through the cracks. Oh, my goodness. That's why I'm glad now there's a lot more better ways and people like you to help, you know, catch catch young people. Exactly. So, like, there's literally 120 suicides per day. That's too many. Right. A million attempts a year. Right. Like that were not successful. Thank God. But I'm I'm like, why are there so many? Yeah. Why what what can we do to reduce that gap and like I said, and see the numbers decrease? And we need to just provide more. Um and like I said, these organizations, they're just amazing because um and we work with other uh suicide prevention organizations. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, if you're choosing them. No, we want to like touch other you know states countries like when I was in in Juarez you know in Mexico they don't have many resources the government there I mean I don't know get into that conversation right. but there's there's very limited opportunities especially when their hardship the uh, you know economy is is I mean they're is horrible like their their minimum wage wage is just I think women disappearing is a big thing now as well. And then now there's a lot of women that have to work and have these crazy hours where they're coming back at one in the morning and then these horrible things happening. So it's just, it's, it, and of course, and and there's depression, there's, there's, you know, and there's suicide. Didn't you think, we know, which I found out when I was there, the Chihuahua, that's my state, the capital, um, had the most um, suicide in the entire country. So I'm like, what is happening? And so, and there's, they don't. They don't know. And what, what do we do? And of course, it's like we're not talking about it. So it's like we need to talk about it. And right. it has to be. We have to just do better. And um, and like I said, it's simple. Like just going in. I'm like I can come. I'm like I don't care. I will fly wherever, and I will come talk. And I'll pr- bring material. I will bring you know um, show these 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 mm-hmm. you know videos. Um, and we need to we need to help. We need to do better because like I said, losing someone is difficult enough. But losing someone through suicide this way, you always just wonder, like, what could I have done? Right. That just never leaves you. And unfortunately, like, the way this suicide happened, I was there. It was it all happened in St. Louis after a family trip, and we were all there. And all who were there in that moment, we all asked ourselves, why did I, why didn't I do this? You know, it, and it just haunts you. So I'm like, before, you know, you, like I said, you, you never, we never thought, like, really, we never thought uh, that would happen. And it does. It happens so much, and especially now I, with my work, I've, I've unfortunately having to talk with a lot of families who've lost someone, and they say the same thing. Like, what wouldn't I do? What wouldn't I give to right. to do, make one different choice? And we all have choice, and that's what determines our path. And so um, I, I'm telling you guys now, you know, like uh, you're not alone. Like, seek me out. Uh, you know, I I would love to, uh, you know, provide any information, resources, or just to talk because talking saves lives. <laughs> talking <laughs> saves lives. Uh, the time is 8.26 a.m. Good morning to all you great people. Tracy Hodges, hello. Casildo Casey Cuevas, everyone is invited to Dia de los Niños event, April 30th. Oh, yeah. That's what, this yeah, Saturday, right? Oh, this Saturday, yeah. Uh, from 1 to 3 at McCarty Park, there will be toys, raffles, tacos, 
You had me at tacos. Yes. A clown face painter and more. Thank you for the link, dear sir. I got the link in the oh chat. Josie Mendoza Geller, good morning. Josie, I want to say something to you. Uh, we met a mutual friend the other night with Sergeant Carter. I think she's related to you. Hopefully she told you that she met Curtis uh, from Good Morning Aurora. We had a great time. Michael Rayford, Victoria Hallam Aldonado, and uh, Jennifer Ryan Mayton. Um, so, uh, actually, Monica, take me to a commercial real quick so I can deliver this uh, breaking news. And then we'll come back. I have that next News so brand new you can hear the paper. Look, this is hot <laughs> off the presses. Um, okay, tomorrow, the 26th, uh, Tuesday the 26th, is Thank Election Heroes Day of Action. Our dear friends of the League of Women Voters of Aurora chapter, along with other local leagues, uh, are putting this on, and this is something great. It's a day to thank our election clerks, election judges, and countless volunteers on election day who work tirelessly promoting safe and secure elections. Our democracy depends on each and every one. The dedication of election workers during the pandemic at the risk of their own health ensured that votes could be safely cast and every vote was counted. For over 100 years, the League of Women Voters has worked to ensure voters access to the ballot box. Uh, without these dedicated election workers, the individual, quote, voice or the voter spoken through their cast vote would not be heard. We applaud and thank them. Shouts out to our friends of the League of Women Voters of the Aurora area. All right. Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know you're going to I know you will dig this. Sunday, May 8th, New England Congregational Church, 406 West Galena Boulevard in Aurora, will host acclaimed Chicago area chamber music group Orion Ensemble in a concert at 7 p.m. Guest violinist Roger Chase and Stephen Bowe will join the ensemble for the fourth of four performances in a 2021-2022 uh, series at the church. The public is invited and parking is free. Admission is $30 for adults, $25 for seniors, and $15 for students. The ensemble's program will feature Mozart's Quintet in A minor for clarinet and strings K581. Bam. Y'all don't think I knew that, did you? Oh, gosh. Uh, and Borodin's String Quartet in D Major. The ensemble performs classical, contemporary jazz, and works of women composers. Tickets are available at the door or at orionensemble.org. The time is 8.29 a.m. Okay. Now, in our discussion that we've been having about depression, suicide, and, and overcoming that, Let's talk social media now. Is social media helping or is it detracting from? That's It's like a double-edged sword, I really okay. feel, because in some respects, um, when it's used positively, yes, you can connect. And, like, I literally have had um, messages from people like, Mariela, thank you for doing this. You saved my life. Right. Like, legitly, I was just literally crying. However, because we are so connected to our phones and it's kind of like, how we are perceived like uh, oh my god I didn't post my you know and I, I, I'm 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 a victim to this because I just got my 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 phone hack last week and I felt like part of my identity was gone mm -hmm. <laughs> because I wasn't able to share and all that so but after each day went by I thought wow if I kind of felt a little liberated to be honest and I hadn't felt just that I felt like I was codependent for sure, to right. this. And, and so there's the other side of, the, of things. And I do want to mention something really quickly because with our phones, instantly a picture gets shared, a comment, and sometimes young people, you know, they share things that are not right or, you know, mm -hmm. cyberbullying, right? This happened to my daughter to where a comment got sent and within five minutes it was everywhere, mm -hmm. the whole school. And to the point where she was depressed, she lost her friends, she was having to sit in another lunch table and... I mean, luckily it was the end of the year, but she emotionally, uh, she did, they don't have the maturity to understand. And to them, their life is over. Right. It's over. Right. Like, how do you come out? And I'm like, honey, you know, and, and it's, uh, she she's she's very strong girl. However, it was still like, oh my God. And I, I mean, who do you, and I talked to the school, I talked to the other parent and, you know, but unfortunately, sometimes parents aren't aware that this is happening and right. you just notice like your kids acting weird or they're retracting their... And, and and then they they think this is it and and a lot of um, choices suicide attempts have happened from social media yeah. 
because uh, we feel like, oh, like, look at that other person's life. Mine sucks. And it really is not. I, I would tell people, like, sometimes most of them are not even real. You know, it's right. just, like, fake. So, like, you know, although I always post positive stuff, I post truth, too. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. just, you know, it, it's okay to not be okay. And it's it's okay to not be perfect. You know, right. we all want to have this idealized version of, you know. And I'm like, no, let's just be us. It doesn't matter, you know whatever that looks like and 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 sometimes i'm like yeah today it's it's a bad day right you know it's good it's fine you know we're trying we're all trying as as best we can so i feel like sometimes with the power of connection is beautiful because we can connect with with people and maybe touch it but the, the the there's that other side that we just have to be very very aware and understand that our children our teens are will be prey to that right and and if they're not strong and I mean and really they're they're maturing and, and, and they're growing and they're not where we sometimes we we're not even that mature you know mm-hmm. so, you know imagine them so we just have to as parents as you know adults we just have to monitor that and right. and just be really cautious because like I said it's it's double edged sword so it could go either way yeah I see the double edgedness with it on the one hand you're able to find and DM on Instagram oh, yeah. organizations. That can help you. They are able to be contacted. They're on Twitter. You can push the button and you are connected if you need that help. But at the same time, if you scroll, Mm -hmm. then you got, you know, oh, the people trying to live the other life and and all that kind of stuff. Like, be happy with, I've always felt like social media should enhance you. It should enhance you. Like, you should use it to enhance what you're doing, not to draw your validation. I did some volunteer teaching uh, many times and gosh they are right because we remember when there was none of this and, and and you look at it now and it's like oh, oh my, my god you guys are addicted yes your whole identity is is as soon as they're like sitting in the same table and they're texting each other, i'm like okay let's talk we don't even know what that even looks like or do you guys even have the, the conversational yeah. skills it's no. like the fear of embarrassment <laughs> yeah is all that's keeping you like afloat that's so oh right <laughs> exactly when you when we look at it now yeah. and but that's why it's important though because yeah. now i i kind of feel like we and organizations like yours we're able to see it now we can yes. see it already coming oh yeah like you know what i can see the depression i can see the the uh withdrawing mm-hmm. and things like that in different areas and i feel like now like maybe we need to still like some healthy just time away from it like like i said since mm-hmm. i haven't had it 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 really has really been nice so i'm i'm even thinking to implement this as my, in my family because everybody's always connected like yeah. everybody's with their phones and i thought you know what it felt like really nice to not uh be so fooled by it and mm-hmm. dependent on it and like oh my friend who cares i can just call him like or right. i can just you know, whatever. You know, it, it it's just a different approach, like almost like going back in time. But it's okay. Oh no, yeah, I, I I'm calling you. I do that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I call. Okay, Curtis, don't call, text, DM. No. Yeah. Boop, 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 exactly. Boop, You're gonna get the right. real, the voice. Yep. Yeah. And and I feel like kids, sometimes even I call my kids and then they, they respond with a text. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, I'm driving. I cannot do this right now. But like. Uh, as I, I ended up having a conversation with it, I'm like, guys, you know, we need to. Um, and I love my youngest one is actually the one that he'll like call me for like an hour. So, mother, how is your morning going today? Like, you know, especially because yeah. with the dwarfs, he goes week week. So, you know, and he just gives me. And it's I'm talking for him while I'm getting ready for work <laughs> or whatever, and he just have an hour. And I love that because I'm like, okay, this kid, he'll be fine. <laughs> but the other two, I need to work on them. Right. <laughs> um. So, Juarez. Yes. Okay. Uh, in Mexico. Yes. Okay. Juarez Cartel. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> People know Juarez from like the bad things, like the cartels or like the narcos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ozark yeah. on Netflix. That was my show. Oh, that was I, my show, I though. I love that. Um, so, on a from a thirty thousand foot level, when we look at that community and what it's like, and here uh, or where we're at in our present lives, it's definitely night and day. Oh yes. But um, what can be done by ordinary people like you and me and anybody else who's listening to this to try to make a dent so we don't have perhaps more war reses or we can peel the layers out of what's bad in our 
war is and, and make it better? What, what, what can we do? What can the individual do? I feel like we all have um, a little bit of time or a little bit of energy, and that can always go back to like serving in some way. Even if it's bringing canned goods or like even if it's donating your time, which is so valuable, or your energy, or just connecting with people, because I feel like we can build bridges easier and, and, and as people come together collectively to make a bigger difference. Like, mm-hmm. It's always wonderful like when they have organizations uh, like Rotary or things like that to where, um, or, or just volunteer. You don't even have to be like, oh, I want to go this weekend to, you know, for this. Because... And I get it. We're we live such fast-paced lives right. with our jobs and our children, our own issues. You're like, I don't got time. You know, I don't right. have time. And I get it. Like it, we don't. And but you can make thirty minutes, an hour. You know, just a day. You know what? I feel like when um, when you give that. I mean, I feel like you just in in some way it comes back to you. And I mm-hmm. always feel like you know, and and I don't even you know, you just do it because you know you have the open heart and just to know that you're making a difference, even right. though you might not feel. Like you are, mm-hmm. but there will be one person, and you might never know. You might never get a thank you letter, but just knowing that you did something is is huge. So oh, yeah. I mean, um, that's kind of how I've seen. Like uh, sometimes it would, I would sacrifice not going to a party, like as a teenager, or right. like or not. You know, I would not go to work or happen. You know, just I'm gonna take that time to to give to someone else. Right. And and that that just that's huge. And and more of us do that coming together. We could do. A lot, yeah, for 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 a lot of people that need it, because some people just don't have um, the conditions, the resources, and if if we have and we can, you know, we're not going to change the world in one day, no. But at least we can try. Right, that's a that's a well said. Um, you're a speech pathologist. Yes, sir. Let's talk about that. What is it? What's the day? What's it like in a day in day in the life of a speech pathologist? So, uh, and I'm bilingual, so I'm bilingual language pathologist. Okay. So I diagnose and uh, remediate communication disorders. Okay. And uh, it could be any population. It could be children, um, you know, older population that uh, like has a traumatic brain injury or, you know, anything along the lines. I love kids. They call me the, the child whisperer just because I just, I've always liked kids. And I always wanted to be a teacher, but, and a psychologist. Like, I wanted to be many things. But um, I just kind of found something that was kind of in the middle, like, uh, still helping and um and and especially communication communicating because to me communication is huge and when you don't have the words to communicate to me i was like how like that's like part of of who we are you know so to me it was such an important um you know career and i just love doing it uh because um, i connect with my little kiddos and i get so excited when they're able to say a word that they're like feeling or that you know they want something and i'm like oh my god say this last week so it's just like you know it's just for, for them to you know and even just their little thoughts like you know mm-hmm. like they i you just see them that you know they they want to and, and they want to say it but they can't and it's just like you see the frustration and all that so of course uh, i give therapy um all day and um now I'm, uh, i used to work at a, a school district um which uh anyway <laughs> and then i ended up moving to um teletherapy so i okay. i'm actually Still working in school district, but I service kids from Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. Which is back home where, like, my mom lives. Right. And, and yeah, so it's been wonderful because um, um, I've been doing it from my house and connecting with these kids and um, helping them communicate um, and then working with a team of, uh, like, the teachers and mm-hmm. the principal and just wonderful, wonderful people who all just want the best for these kids, which is just beautiful. So that's kind of the end of life. And a lot of paperwork <laughs> reports, you know, when, especially when you're assessing. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Once you, when you diagnose, you administer these standardized tests mm-hmm. to determine to that to see if they have a communication disorder or not, and then and then there's these plans that you have to. They're called IEPs, individualized education plans, and right. then they're like legal documents that the education organizations, schools have to provide services for these kids that need um, the help. Okay. So it's all about just getting the help that they need, and hopefully they can catch up. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But they always make, they always improve. Like I've seen it. I've worked with kids with Down syndrome, with autism, very severe, and you just see the growth. And I'm just, I've seen it. And I've, I've wept because it's like you know, as sometimes even getting feedback from parents, like who weren't able to go to the restaurant because you know, or just even just like behavior, you know, behaviorally, like you know, just. I'm like, these kids know. They're very smart, you know. You just oh, teach yeah. them some things and, you know, 
Yeah. But really, it's all about connecting. And the, I feel like the reason why kids have been able to work for me is because I give them that love that, that sometimes they already feel like there's something wrong with them. Like, they, they know. Like, they're, they're like, I'm behind. I don't talk. And it's like, they hear it maybe. Mm-hmm. And they already feel like they're dumb. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I tell them, I suck at math. Like, that's the first thing I tell them. I, I don't even know how. I mean, I got into into you know, my graduate program, but I had to write a letter saying, like, I was really low in, in my math course. I, I still count on my fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah, do. I, I, 12 I don't times know how 8. They, I'll yeah. be right back. The time like, is now 8.38. I don't know how these kids do these math, mental math. I'm like, I can't right. do that. So I tell them, look, I'm really bad, and we're all going to be bad in some areas, but it doesn't matter. We have a beautiful strengths, and that's what, you know, you have to find that. So they find it, that within them, and they were like, yeah, and they work for me, and they just... They're just amazing, and they just, you know, they end up improving. They're like, Marila, how do you get them to work? I'm like, just that. Just connect with them. Just make them know that they matter to you and what happens to them. And then you'll see a change like that. It's just beautiful. Um, so how long are you crowned, or do you hold the title for? And is it, do you compete again, like run again? for? So, how does it? Uh, I'll, be, I'll be queen all until the end of 2022. Okay. The new pageant will be in November, so they crown the new queens, but we'll still finish our work, and then the new Queen start in January 2023. Okay. So because my title is or category is new, um, they don't have nationals. So this summer, my sisters, the Miss Miss Illinois, Mrs. Illinois, the teen, they're all going. I think it's in Nashville, which is so fun. Okay. All like so, they're gonna co- compete against other states because not all the states have my category. Which right. We're we're getting uh, that. We're that's a work in progress. Like, okay. Next thing that's that needs to happen because yes, like. It would be great for the Miz, uh, Mrs. to go. To All women should well. be represented. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Why? Why wasn't that a thing? So I just how like, it just how it yeah because was started as an organization. It was started as an organization. So states like Illinois, California, like they're more like progressive, like making changes, mm-hmm. have adopted it. But I'm like, okay, we need to do better, and it has to, and it will. But we just need to, uh, hopefully, within the next three to five years, everybody has a Miz okay. category because. We can't, like like I said, like these women are amazing. And why? Because they have a kid or because they're they're gay or because they're widowed or, you know, divorced. Like, yeah. they can't be doing pageantry? No. Like. <laughs> I remember I worked for a company, and uh, every day for a long time, the guys in the department that I worked for were always trying to find ways to fire the pregnant women. They yes. were always, they would, they would spend hours out of the day mm-hmm. to find schemes to and uh, one young lady was um, she was uh, pumping while at work and all that yeah. and I remembered that and that stuck with me and then I interned and I had a friend I was working with and she was pumping as well and this is before I started this show and it all came back I was like what a, what a sad world we live in Yes, and it, and that's just one of the other things that made me feel like you know what? Since I've actually seen it before, since like I've actually been in the room, exactly. With should we? She's got one more day of PTO time, and if after that, then we could. T- exactly. Since I've actually like had them talk about it in front of me, I feel like compelled to, because that shit is wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, <laughs> and people don't think that that's really happening. Oh, it does happen till this day, and yeah. there's a lot lawsuits, uh, cases about. And and don't even get me started on the fact that women and other women having these kids as well, and they're trying to get them because they're like, oh, you know, I've I've heard and I've read, and I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, it's hard enough. Like, well, we already have to compete in the workplace against a man, number one, and then, yeah, we want to have kids. Why not? We can do it all. Like, women, you know, let us not choose. Like, to, do we have to stay home? No, we want to make a difference. We want to make a living. Like, we want to have careers. It's fine, but like. Don't, you know, be unjust right. and unfair because we are, you know, bringing our, our child, you know. And I was I was lucky with the last one. I was able to bring him to work mm-hmm. and, um, and and you know, doing all the things that you were doing. And yeah. But I did that very effectively. And I managed, uh, I used to work at the University of Texas at El Paso and managed this, this degree, this, um, um, well, it's not a degree. Well, it's, it's a program. So mm-hmm. I, I was a coordin- the program coordinator there. So, um, but it, you know, it's like it's like a part of you um, is divided because you're like you know it's wrong and right. what, do you, what can you do? 
and other than just come together and like let's let's do right. Yeah. And my mom <laughs> took my mom used to take me when my grandmother watched me. Uh, you know, going back to those Did cultural things, right? Yes. Yeah, that's you know she formed my whole life. But my mom used to take me to work when she was sick or had some health issues. Yeah. So I could only think like what they thought about my mom bringing me, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, like oh, we have to tear down so many walls. Like, exactly. it all comes back, and you look at it, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change it for the next generation. Exactly. That's what we're trying to do. I don't care if, I don't care if the CEO is pregnant. Exactly. You still should have, you still should be able to represent yourself professionally and have a job. Yes. And just like, uh, you know, we have sick days and, you know, um, like now they're having mental health days, right? Which has they have them in schools and and they they should have them in um in our workplace. You look at it and it's like wow, <laughs> it took so long to do right. Doesn't it seem like a no brainer? Right, exactly. I'm like because it's completely completely different. So I feel like we. I'm glad that people like you get it, and hopefully more people get it, and more people can be like, yeah, let's just yeah oh I, I I get it and I'm trying to seriously I want this is a platform for people to make sure that everybody gets it yeah everybody gets it that nobody should be since I've seen it wrong we're gonna talk about it and hopefully it can yes. spread Peter Aguilera oh my man Ola Aurora oh. shout out to AA electric services get to know AA electric services professional contractors they can do anything in your house they can make coffee they can do drywall <laughs> they can put your electric and make it shock and spark and they are awesome and they are awesome and Peter Aguilera is a dear friend of the show shouts out to Aurora Business United as well Scott Hayes Joe Jackson and Gloria Gerardo Debbie Cortez Roel Vertudazo Good morning, Mary Novoa and Tracy Duran. Okay, so uh, what, before I get into this, all right, the time is eight forty-eight. Okay. Um, so Aurora, yes, you've been in our town. You know what's happening. How are we? Are we all right? What you think about us? Are we we okay? Because <laughs> you live in Chicago. No, I live in Aurora. Oh, you live in Aurora. Yes. Okay. So I've I've been. Um, you do a lot of work, and I try to stay up with what you're. Yes, doing. I'm, so I'm all I, over I apologize. The place, yeah, no, yeah. no, and and I'm an actor too. Aside from, so I'm always like. And my son is an actor, so we're always, like, filming all over right. the city. Yeah, so. Detroit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, so, uh, this is where I started working at school district, West Aurora School District. Okay. So, this is uh, where I pretty much, and I started, it was nice. I love this community because it's very diverse. Mm -hmm. And you hear, you know, different languages. Yeah. Not just Spanish, you know. Right. Uh, you know. Our and, Asian community is growing. Yes. Yep. And so, I really liked it because I feel like... You know, being far away from Mexico and from my own culture, which is very bilingual and diverse, like I felt Aurora had that because you know I had lived in Plainfield and as we go, and I didn't feel that no. you know like I was missing that, and I'm like I miss my my my, my people, right? And but I feel like Aurora kind of has all of that, and mm -hmm. I've, I've met wonderful people here and and all that, so I just love it. So actually, I, when I participated, I was Miss Aurora, and that's how yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so yes. So I, that is. So you've been representing us. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and and it um, it does remind me. I mean, it, 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 um, what do you like? What do you like? Uh, where do you like to go? Any good places that you uh, that you dig for lunch or? Oh my gosh, I love that place. Here, actually, here downtown. What is it called? Um. Altero. Yes, I, I knew. Love see, <laughs> we gym. I girl. I'm a, I, I, yes. <laughs> I <knew it. laughs> yeah. I love that place. It's so good. good. Place. Oh my gosh. Good place. And they're so sweet. Like they're always, even with like COVID. Like it was my birthday, my son's birthday. He's mm -hmm. another Gemini, Seth. Uh, so last, like it was just us, but it they, we just had the whole place to ourselves because people were still kind of like, oh, are we going out? Are we going out? They're like, right. oh, do you guys want to go outside? And we ended up going outside. They're just so nice. I I love them mm -hmm. so. I, it, and the food just it's amazing. Yeah, they and do. The um, they're they're an open, inviting place yes. too. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're a great place. Right around the corner from us here on yes, on so. Stolp. Exactly. Yeah, nice place. <laughs> um, now we've got a couple of good events that are coming up here in the city. Uh, Fiestas Patrias, I think, is coming up. That's July or something like that, right? Something like Fiestas that. Yeah. September. Oh, oh, wow. I was way off. Uh, <laughs> Fiesta's Patras is coming up. We'll have a 4th of July parade. I was like, and... de Puebla, no. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like the be. black dude would know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's in December, right before Christmas. <laughs> um, well, we've got a lot of events um, coming up and everything. Are you going to be taking part in anything with the city? Like, do you take part in other 
initiatives well, and maybe a parade, stuff like that? I mean, sometimes our pageant they they do coordinate, but I'm always connecting with people. If like if they want me to come out, just call me or like okay. you know I have a website, Mariela Narvaez. Or .com. Okay. I'm speaking Spanish. No, go <laughs> ahead. Buenos dias. Mariela.com. <laughs> and literally, I have a phone, email. If you guys want me to come out and talk, you okay. know, because uh, there's different, um, uh, like, there's a dance school that uh, I'm going to go out there mm-hmm. to talk. Or just come out to an event. Oh, my God. I would love to. Especially okay. if it's Aurora. Oh, my gosh. It's like my town. <laughs> how can we help you? And how can we help um, the American Foundation for Suicide you know, how can we help you? How can well, we, and course, we the listeners they're always, they're always um, open to, like, donations. But okay. aside from that, I'm like, before you even get to money, really just awareness. And um, opening up to just, um, like I said, if, if, if there's anybody that knows, like, how a program can help, like, teenagers or, you know, I'll send the videos, you know. I, mm-hmm. Or, I, like I said, I can come out and talk to whoever I need to talk to. Because I feel like we just, just connecting. Connecting and maybe... Um, what is it coming to here to even the radio station to I'm sure a lot of people have life happens right and we right. get depressed and there's a 15 minute video someone just be like oh I was really going through a really bad time and this video helped me and I sought, sought help but you know what why not like they're, they're, they're free and if not there's there's manuals or there's books but I feel like sometimes videos are just powerful because that you kind of like connect with them or sometimes just people don't have time to read right. <laughs> not an audio book or something, you know. So I'm just here just to be a resource for others and um, to connect. And that way, um, if somebody's going through something, you know, reach out. Like I, you know, I love to help. And um, obviously, if, if it has to do with your life, <laughs> you know, you're deciding, you know, obviously there is a number and I do want to say, um, mm-hmm. If you are at that point where you're choosing between life or death, you know, call one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That's uh, obviously, but um, but we're all we're always just you know raising our voice, demanding for mental health in different areas. And like I said, if you know anything I can do, I, I would love to be that voice. And um, like I said, you know, presentation or just sharing with the resources. I don't even have to come personally if you guys don't want me to. But, Miss out. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> right. This video is nowhere near I as good. I love talking, so just give me coffee and I'm happy. <laughs> um, what does Miss Illinois International know and understand about the world now that Mariela from Juarez didn't understand? So I feel like because I traveled very young at a very young age and I want to think think my parents because you know not every child gets that opportunity I that's when I realized that the world was such a beautiful complex place with cultures and languages and but now with all of my you know now now present present experiences with through suicide and through pageantry and all that I understand how vulnerable and how fragile people are and and sometimes um, that can be beautiful, but it's so tough because a lot of people are going through things and and um, and cultures, mm-hmm. you know, that we might not understand. Like like we were talking about, like there's certain taboos, certain things that like kind of, you know, we we can't pierce through because it's like, right. oh, that's not how we don't do this. We don't right. talk about this. That's done. Like don't even, you know, it was mm-hmm. that bad. So uh, now I just I just realized that really the world is beautiful and it's fra- and it's fragile and. Let's just be more compassionate towards each other, towards being respectful of, of other cultures, of other um, languages, of, of just people in general, because that's how we're going to get to change the world. Like, if we don't have compassion, like, these people are like, oh, that's not my reality. And that's kind of how I feel like we just, we, we feel detached from mm-hmm. others. But no, we're like actually like interconnected like a blanket. Like, we're each a thread, and, and I, I mean, God, the divine, whatever you want to call it, the universe is the blanket so whether we want to believe it or not we are all interconnected we are we all are one and so when you understand that then we can do more because we, we're not separate you know we you right. know and and when I, I just I just fall in love with like I said with 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 cultures and traveling and languages and, and people and I'm like this is beautiful like how complex and colorful we all are like rainbows you know and I'm just like if people were just more open and more and just have compassion for others we might have a chance to make some differences, you know? Yeah. 
that's kind of how I felt like it my my life experiences have made me just appreciate everybody and 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 respect everybody's differences and beliefs and you know and we can't all be on the same page I get that we're not not all gonna see eye to eye but let's at least kind of come to terms like you know to to understanding and being respectful of others and I feel like if we do that you know whether it looks really different to what you think or your life is it's okay but just just respect and, mm-hmm. and allow people to be who they are and, and live their life because we with all these judgments that we have this is why the pro- half of the problem is because oh you don't fit into that or why are you this way or you're you're wrong no no one is wrong we're just different period right. if we could just embrace that we can just have a different type of um, energy and, and world for our future generation the time is 8.57 a.m. Emily Bo, if one person suffers, we all suffer. Exactly. Very well said, Emily. Yes, it's popular September 17th and 18th. Get ready for a great event. Thank you very much, yes. Karina suarez Dart, and Shout out to Presidential Cleaning Services. Awesome. Um, this, this is a great conversation. Thank you. And I'm very glad to sit down and actually meet you one-on-one. I know. I'm so and, happy. Thank yep. you. And I wish you Gemini. the um, <laughs> Gemini squad. Gemini. Yes. Um, you're on social media. Yes. And you gave us the website, uh, manielanavias.com. Yes. And and go there first because right now I had a hacking situation with my Instagram, so that's kind of gotcha. down. But my Facebook, I have the Miss Illinois, I have Mariela Narvaez, I have my Starseed book series page okay. on there. But if you want to find all of those and my number and my email, just go to my website and everything's centralized so that okay. you can just find me in all those okay. platforms. The show ends on a positive note. What yes. is your message today, Monday, starting the week off for the listeners in Aurora? So I have a favorite quote that is uh, from Pedro Salinas, and I'll say in Spanish first, then in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, Si he podido aliviar la pena de algún corazón, mi vida ha servido para algo. And that translates roughly, if I, have, if I have healed the wound of a broken heart, my life has been worth living. So... To me, that's my life mission. And it's like if we all have a power to make a difference, to connect, to, to smile, to say a, a kind word to someone, that transfers and that might change uh, that person's day. So, you know, it, obviously, if we can do more, great. But yeah. if it, it just starts with simple choices that we do every day in, in our everyday life that will just have a domino, domino effect and carry over and to have just a more positive and happy life in existence. That is a good message. That's a great message to take us into the week. Um, thank you very much for that, Monica. Much appreciated putting the uh, link to your website in the chat. Thank you. Raquel Orta, buenos dias, felicidades. Good morning. Good to see you, too. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this was a fantastic episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed it uh, just like we did. Get to know Mariela and uh, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention um, as well. We'll make a post about that website a little bit later. And uh, 800-273-8255. If you or anyone you know um, needs help or someone to talk to, take care of yourself and each other.